It's always good to have blinders on at the same time when you <laughs> when you want to get to the finish line. <laughs> but the persistency and the drive to just keep going after it and getting back up is what I've seen with the badass drive I've put around myself. Yeah. This is your Badass Journey podcast. I am Kareen Walsh, serial entrepreneur, executive leadership coach, and author of the Be a Badass Six Tools to Uplevel Your Life. Each week, I will bring you a guest or a thought that will help you integrate who you really are with what you do. I call that living a badass life. Are you with me? Let's go. This is your Badass Journey podcast with Kareen Walsh. And today we have guest Alexandra Avila. She is currently the president at JG Black Book, which is a boutique firm that gives a voice to luxury travel brands through PR, sales, and marketing. What I love about today's conversation is we share a little bit about the time we work together uh, and also how to manage through a high demanding travel schedule. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation. And as always, if you are inspired, we'd love to hear from you. Welcome everybody to your Badass Journey podcast. Today I have Alex here with me and I cannot wait to share her Badass Journey with you. Welcome, Alex. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> so great to have you because, you know, your journey is one that I was a part of for a small period of time where we worked together. And then now knowing where you're at, I would love for you to share with our listeners basically where you are today in your career life and how you got there, a little brief history on that. And then also just share with folks like what your current focus is uh, in regards to life today. Sure. Well, where my career is at is where it started, funny enough. I started off as an intern here at JG Blackbook, which is a consulting firm for luxury travel brands. And today, um, I am the president overseeing uh, about a company of 25 employees and about a portfolio of about 70 clients around the world, um, from hotels, tour operators, airlines, and tourism boards as well. So my role here is really to drive the business from a revenue standpoint and come up with new services that we can sell off and grow it to a place where hopefully one day uh, we can either merge or be acquired by larger companies. So that could be exciting. Um, yeah, so that's um, where I'm at today and where I started 10 years ago was really coming in as an intern and paid the minimum wage and just diving in, absorbing everything that I could from the company. Um, since then, I didn't stay the full 10 years, but it sort of took me around the world and back. I moved to Italy and Spain to work for the Guggenheim Museums. And then when I came back, I got to know this new young fashion company called Ideally, where we got to meet and grow there for the next three years and transitioning over to the publishing world and back into travel, opening a hotel in the Cayman Islands before coming back to JG Black Book. So been around the world and back. <laughs> <laughs> it's so awesome because um, you, it's been such a colorful journey, I'm sure, with all the international travel and, you know, and, and how you actually up-leveled your skill set with each time. Because obviously a skill set as an intern is totally different than it is as the president of the company and running things. And I'm curious along that way, right? Like as, along that journey, do you have any moments where you felt, man, that was like, 
so badass, you know, like it was one of those growth spurts where maybe it was something coming out of a pain or maybe it was something that you were just striving for and accomplish that you can share. Yeah, that's a great question. Actually, just hired um, a new intern, and I was telling her this story just to give her some hope and motivation. But um, it was actually pre ideally, I was just moving back from Europe and I needed a job. And the CEO of Ideally, Paul Hurley, um, met me and after looking at my resume, said, Great, I want you to plan my wedding. I wasn't expecting that, I was expecting a marketing offer of some sort. Um, but he just thought I had the drive to get him married in four months and mind you, Labor Day weekend. <laughs> wow. Um, so as with any opportunity, I always just say yes and feel like it's landed in front of me for a reason. But yeah, the next four months was getting this guy down the aisle, planning a very expensive wedding in Martha's Vineyard while starting to work on a lot of marketing projects for Ideally. So mm. that couple months time, I could fit in there. On my drive to the ferry to get to Martha's Vineyard is when it was announced that Hurricane Earl, I'll never forget that name, was headed straight for uh, the New England area and directly for Nantucket and Martha's Vineyard. So all my work was about to be undone. And we just went into crisis mode. He was adamant that the wedding still happened, rain or shine. And I just remember our caterer uh, saying, listen, I can't force my team to be here. I'll be here and cook. You have my commitment, but I have no one to serve. And we just went around the city asking anyone if they wanted to make money, if they had black pants and a black shirt, it would just come out. Wow. We had uh, the Harbor View, which was the main hotel, hosting everyone call me and say, listen, I hate to do this, but we have to evacuate. And trying to find accommodations for 80 people on a small island was not easy. But I think my badass moment was getting this guy down the aisle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a big success. And uh, it was a great opportunity because the exec team at Ideally, of course, was invited and they got to see firsthand how I could just literally weather the storm (laughs) and get married. Um, And yeah, then the full-time offer came straight after that. And I got to dive right into the marketing department with Ideally. I still to this day don't know how I did it on three hours of sleep every night. But the man is happily married with two kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is phenomenal. It's a story I had no idea about. Yeah. That is so cool. That's so that what a way to, to groom yourself for the environment that that startup actually pushed us to, to live and breathe every day too. But yeah, that's well, the first for the first two months that ideally everyone just called me JLo because they thought I was the wedding planner. <laughs> They didn't know I had this marketing background. They just thought I planned weddings. (laughs) Well, it's so great though, because it it did allow you to flex all muscles, but I love that that was a a pivotal moment, you know, because how often do you get to shine in such a, almost like an organic demand, you know, it's not like you were applying for that job. You weren't like trying to be an event planner, you know, in in that moment. And yet here was this opportunity to to prove yourself in a totally different way and you were willing, you know, yeah. I think that that willingness is a huge part of how you show up, you know, in, in the world like that. Um, and I always try and coach people on that too. It's like, it's about the willingness. Like if you're, if you're not willing to do the hard work when it's demanded, then how can you be willing to accept the reward at the end of it? You know, like, right. <laughs> so yeah, and, and in hindsight, it made us have a, you know, much more personal relationship. Yes. With that. 
Pika trusts me and we both have the company's best interest at heart. So it, it, it brought me into the family a little bit in a closer knit than most people they would hire, I think. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were in the family for sure. You made it happen. I, I, yeah, that's so. That's such a great badass moment. I wasn't <laughs> expecting it, and that's amazing to share. Yeah. As you as you look into um, where you are today, and and think about you know now that you have gone from intern to you know president of a company yourself, and you know what would you say um, are the things right now that you're focused on within your company and, and how you want to show up as a leader in the company and, and provide opportunities for those that work for you? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what is the stance or, or you know, um, I guess, how would you want your uh, team to make sure they leave after engaging with you, working with you, learning from you? What's the impression you're hoping to make? That's a good question. I think it would probably be that in order to lead a business, you have to be in the trenches with them. And I'm in a great opportunity that I started, obviously, so junior in the company, and I worked my way up, that it's important to understand what every, what every person's role in the company is and how it contributes, to understand what workloads look like. A lot of times, managers or executives just assume the workload isn't as heavy as it is just because on paper it looks not that heavy. Um, but there's always a lot more to things. So when you're in the trenches with them and you understand their challenges and just bandwidth and time, it allows you to plan more accordingly and also know that you respect them for the work that they do. And also to be able to step in whenever you need to. Um, even just present today, when my coordinators are going out on vacation, I have no problem stepping in and jumping in and because I know how to do it. Um, so you gain your respect from your team that way. And not that everyone has to start that way in a company, but just taking time to get in trenches with them really will pay off dividends in the end. So I think they would all say, you know, or I hope they would say that um, I was always a team player. Even when you're as high up as a president, you can still be a team player and just finding the time to make it work, which is probably the more difficult part is finding the time to just be with them amongst your other responsibilities, but it pays off, I think. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I think that adds a lot of value when you can understand, you know, the, the operational role each individual plays on the team, but then also how the team can lean on each other. Um, Because it's really like, you know, you don't shine unless your team shines. You know, I always, I always said that my, my team was a reflection of me. And if I wasn't paying attention to how they were performing, what pains they had, what, you know, when they had great successes to acknowledge them, then anytime um, a fault would happen or something would fall out or whatever it was, that was a reflection on me as, as the leader. And so I love that you lead by example, but then also willing, you know, to step in and, and um, do your part if need be. Because I've, I've constantly seen layering and leadership layers. It's like too many layers sometimes, but also that disconnect from what's happening on the ground. Right. And, and then decisions are made based on assumption, uh, which then gets everybody in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you, and you make a good point. I think when you don't have those layers and you can you know, be in the trenches with them, you're seeing where the faults are and the processes that even you yourself created. And mm-hmm. take a step back and say, well, why, why did we create this? You know, we created the challenge ourselves. 
um, and understanding if I want to grow the business, how do I scale? Um, and you can't really do that or make those decisions properly without understanding what's happening at the ground level and making its way up. And, you know, our company's boutique. So if you're a larger corporation, obviously, you know, the president of, of Uber cannot do this, but right. it's then allowing your managers and your supervisors to have that, um, that time, that bandwidth to be able to do that and that expectation. Yeah. And the empowerment that it's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's up to them to decide like, you know, what's best for not only each individual, but for the company and for the culture that they're creating. Right. Like it's a, it's an, it's an interesting awareness. I think that leaders should have, you know, regardless of the size, um, because they're still ultimately responsible for how it all performs. And, I, and it's really great that you have that awareness in a, in what you're calling a boutique shop. I mean, the work is still high demand and it's still, you know, highly creative and, you know, time, you know, management as you brought up is, a, is like another thing to look at, uh, arena to think about too, because I think you mentioned too, there's a lot of travel in, in your world, um, because that's the branding that you work on. So how, how have you been managing the travel and the time management and, you know, where, where's that at? Uh, I think I'm still trying to manage it all. Um, I often have to look at a calendar and be like, where in the world am I going next week? And what do I need to pack? Um, yeah, there's, there's probably about on average two inter- international trips uh, a month, which is about two weeks uh, total. Uh, not always back to back, sometimes uh, one week on, one week off. But I think managing it is knowing that you can work anywhere remotely from your phone, your iPad. I actually prefer flights, the long haul flights, if they have Wi Fi, because I can get a lot more work done uninterrupted. Yeah. Um, a lot more of the reporting that needs to get done um, and just prioritizing the face-to-face time that I need to have with my team when I am back in the office. So a lot of the times I'll come in just two hours early and just get in at seven in the morning to know that I can just have my head in my computer, but at nine o'clock I need to be present for my team. Um, and it's just having to put that extra commitment into it. Um, yeah. Even if that's you know, sometimes working weekends um, or working remotely, but Managing it is always a always a struggle. You try to optimize your time when you're with your clients, trying to get that next flight back out, um, but at the same time, trying to enjoy the travel at the same time is is difficult. <laughs> yeah, generally, I know for me when I had international trips, it's like you barely even see the city you're in. <laughs> Everyone so thinks I'm on a pool or a beach somewhere. I'm like, I saw it. I couldn't tell you if the water was cold or hot or what, but. Um, it's always go, go, go. Um, it looks great on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I should probably start another Instagram page of just like the reality of road warriors and business travel. Yeah, you probably should. Cause I, you know, I think there, there is a dialogue to be had, you know, for those who live that lifestyle and, you know, what ends up being missed when you are on the road so much, you know, like how do you cultivate relationships, you know, how do you even sustain if you're in a, a, you know, an intimate relationship, you know, how do you do that when there's consistent travel and bake that in? And I know those were one of the topics, you know, that, that you question sometimes, right? Like, is yeah. how do you, how do you get the, the right habits in place to make sure you're also as much as your career is demanding that the other facets of your life can be fulfilled by putting the appropriate time commitment into them. 
yeah. you know, even with the distance, you know, we have like, you know, platforms like this where we can zoom in and see each other face to face and you could be halfway across the world, but it doesn't replace that physical touch, you know, the hangout time, the hugs, the, you know, the ability to go and, and try a new restaurant together, etc. So yeah. Are there any like tips and tricks that you have? I know I have some I can share, but I'm curious with your heavy travel schedule when you have it and your short and long-term trips that you take, what are the things you do to stay connected to you first and then connected to those that you love? Yeah. I mean, it's a great question. I think first is just educating your friends and families about what you do because we do so much of that in social media, but it's not the reality. So they're not going to have pity on you when you've just posted amazing photos from, you know, the middle of Morocco. They think you're on vacation and that you have the coolest job in the world, which I do agree. I probably do. But the expectation of that you do long to be home, that you personally wish you were at those birthdays and those weddings, but some things are out of our control. So just making sure they understand the reality of what's going on and that you're not not showing up because you don't want to. Other tips, I mean, social media just help a lot. You know, a like, a comment actually just goes a really long way. Um, with certain people, I've developed relationships with people that I actually get to meet them in person for the first time, but I feel like we've been friends for years. Just in the industry that we're in, our networks are all around the world. So when we do get to meet in person, it's, it actually feels like we've been friends for a long time. So for me, a tip is just, I, I actually have to carve out time to do social media. I don't really care to be on it. Um, yeah. But it's just knowing, okay, who are the people I, I want to make sure I'm following and that I can stay connected with. And then, you know, keeping them in the loop as to where I am traveling. That seems to help. And then group chats. I have certain networks that I want to make sure you have to spend a little bit more time with. Um, and it's literally telling them when I'm back from a trip. Um, because far too often, they just automatically assume, oh, she's just traveling again. There's only so many times they can ask and me decline and say, no, I'm going to Alaska, I'm going to Argentina. I mean, it gets old pretty quick with your friends. <laughs> um, but just letting them, them know when you are back and that, hey, I'm in town for the next five days. Let's do X, Y, and Z. Um, and just keeping those lines of communication open. And then it's sometimes having to rework things where I've had to say, okay, I'm going to come back, make sure I'm back in time to not miss this wedding. It's just, it's juggling the schedules. And with relationships, dating like this is sharing calendars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It really is sharing calendars so that no one's feeling they're hurt, that um, they understand that you're not there because it's work at the end of the day, um, yeah. which is just as, as important as their work, even though it's nine to five. For local. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, because it could be... It could be also a 50, 60, 70 hour, you know, day, day but the local piece definitely makes sense. I, I, I think these are great tips because it really does come down to the scheduling. You know what I realized? Cause I, I was by coastal for a while. I, um, people don't even know where I am half the time still because I moved across this country. I don't know how many times. And it's like, well, where are you living now? But what I tried to do is always make sure folks knew ahead of time before I came to the town that, you know, I used to live in, let's say. Um, and then I would always try and plan either a happy hour. This is for the social aspect for me to find that connection, even though, yes, my clients tend to become my friends and my social circle as well. I right. think I think the the 
the ability to connect when you travel with people who care about you or, or want to know more or just be there for you is a really great way to find fulfillment while you travel and you're putting yourself in the grind of work, you know? And um, so I'd always try to either plan a happy hour or, you know, these small dinners with different groups, you know, to make it also a connected trip. Um, and generally, yeah. And it really helped. It just like, cause then they're like, Oh great. You're in town. They want to see you, you know? And then, you know, what happens though, Alex, it's like yeah. when you actually like move back to a location. Cause this is like me going back and forth to cities that I've lived in before. And then when you come back, they don't trust that you're back. <laughs> so then I have to, again, now that I'm going through it right now, relocating back to the East coast, it's like, okay, it's on me because I'm the one that's traveling to initiate. You know, I feel like you can create a void or like a, almost like I feel like they didn't trust that I would be around. So they stopped inviting me to certain things. Yep. And so it's like, you have to have this constant reminder. No, like I was, I would still <laughs> show up, you know, like just tell me what's going on, include me and I'll do my best to show up, you know, and just, it's, it, but I felt like it was my responsibility because I'm the one that's constantly in motion. Yeah. But to any of you who are listening and you have friends that travel often, you know, it doesn't hurt to just reach out also and say, Hey, I'm thinking about you. I know you travel a lot. If you're in town during these times, I'd love to see you. Because believe me, for us that are, you know, cell phone and airplane people, <laughs> like we, yeah. we love the invitation. Yeah. And we will do anything we can if we're in the area to show up, right? Like it's, and it feels really good to be thought about, even though we are the ones on the move and we're doing the best we can to stay connected. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's great to be also thought of and included and, and asked for. But those are the things I would do when I would travel too. It's just, I would put the invites out there and try to make them um, group uh, meetings uh, because then though that network, I found that that network that I connected through me then would start hanging out without me in that town. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> Which is fun too, because then you're like, all right, great. Like now you're building relationships in other ways. Now so that's a good it. point. I'll definitely try that. I think more dinner parties and happy hours. Yeah. And then also because you're a yogi, I mean, you love to, you love to find your time on the mat too. Like that's yeah. your self care when you travel. That's another invitation that you can have with your friends too, especially when you're traveling. Hey, I'm going to hit this yoga class or, you know, I want to, do you know of any that I can join you at or, you know, something fun. Like even um, because you go to fun Latin countries too, like go to a salsa class at night or, you know, make it like a meetup that way. Seems to be a really fun way also to get together while you're traveling. And now you're creating an experience that's not just about work. Sure. And that fills you up where it's, le and then you feel less disconnected from home, as I use my quotation hands, because <laughs> when we are travelers, <laughs> home is where we are. That's right? true. And, and we create the home wherever we go. And I personally, and you know, this is the difference between even me and my husband is I don't have separation anxiety. Because I'm so comfortable traveling, you know, like I, and, and even for me to come back full circle and, and be back on the East Coast again, it's been interesting because it's like, oh, wait, like, I don't even feel like I, I even have a relation to roots. You know, some people are like, that's my home. These are my roots. No idea. 
Yeah, I feel the same way. Right? <laughs> you know, I'm doing that. I think this is my 10th year in New York. Yeah. It still feels like it's not home yet. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a home base, right? Like you touch yeah. it every now and again, but you're still going to be running those bases whenever you get a chance because that fills you up, you know? And it's just a different, it's great to see you find alignment in your work life that that speaks to your spirit because i think that that's a spiritual connection to be able to like hop around and be in other environments and connect with people and learn that not everyone has you know and 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 that's not a judgment it's just that it's just the difference and the fact that you found a way to fill your cup career-wise and then also fill your spirit travel-wise you know it's just really cool to see it all come together yeah, I mean, I, I personally get fulfilled because I do get to feel like a true global citizen where yeah. my work crosses boundaries. I'm American, but my clients are all over the world. The impact we make is all over the world. Problems in Rwanda are my problems at the end of the day. So I get fulfilled that way. Yeah, and that's beautiful because it helps you show up each day in the difficult situations when your cup is so full, yeah. you know, like, and, that, and that's awesome. Yeah. If if um if you were to I always ask my guests this, so I'm curious, if you were to define what a badass is, what words or how would you define a badass? I guess when I think of the badasses around me, I guess just always persistent. I, I think they don't um, allow people's opinions or the things around them, the circumstances, you know, they know what's rightfully theirs and they go after it. And um, so whether, you know, you, you weren't raised with a silver spoon or an Ivy League education. You know, you owe it to yourself just as anybody else. And you just go after it. And don't let any, anybody stop you. Self-doubt, things like that. Um, it's always good to have blinders on at the same time when you, <laughs> when you want to get to the finish line. <laughs> um, but the persistency and the drive to just keep going after it um, and getting back up um, is what I've seen, at least with the badass tribe I, I put around myself. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful because persistence is key in order to really shine in whoever you are, you know, and it's so easy to get trapped into that critical mindset or critical feedback or judgment coming at you, you know, especially being in like the New York environment, like comparison is constant, (laughs) you know, so having that mission of your value in yourself is as as high as it can be and you're going to show it no matter what and have that energy. I love, I love that as a, yeah. And and you know, like while you have your blinders on, it's still not forgetting those around you of um, sharing in that and knowing that it's going to take a tribe. It's going to take a team to to cross that finish line. I don't know any badass who's been able to just do it by themselves and stand alone. It's just, it doesn't, it's not sustainable. So you know, their persistence, their drive is to move forward, but it's like taking people along with them on the ride. That's beautiful. I love that. It's, it, it has been a focus for most entrepreneurs and even entrepreneur leaders. Like you, that tribe is so key. Mm-hmm. So I love that you brought that up because it, it is important to recognize that you can't do it alone. Right. I, love that. I love it. I love it. So if folks want to connect with you or learn more about you, how would you like them to connect or follow you, et cetera? I would say so, but I'm always around the world. But uh, LinkedIn is probably the best place to catch me. I, I definitely open up that social app more than any um, nowadays. So LinkedIn yeah. is probably best. Um, just Alexandra Avila and look up JG Blackbook. 
Um, I don't think there's too many of me in the world. <laughs> I hope no, you're very unique, my friend, and I'm sure I'm sure they will find you. We'll put it in the show notes as well. And I, I want to thank you for being so gracious with your time today and sharing your journey with our listeners, because I know there are people who are fascinated with travel, fascinated with, you know, just new experiences and also the climb that it took you to go from intern to president. And it's just so exciting to see where you are today. So Thank you so much for joining me and sharing your story with everyone. Well, of course, my pleasure. Thank you for the invite. Thank you for joining me today. Before you move on to the next episode, please post a review or share this episode with someone you think would appreciate it. Your feedback and support mean everything to me. For more information, check out yourbadassjourney.com or kareenwalsh.com. I truly believe everyone is capable of living a badass life. Thank you for listening.